Welcome to A New Creation Podcast. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation Podcast is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. We know something is amiss. And the word amiss means not quite right, inappropriate, out of place, out of order, adrift, astray. And what's amiss is the condition of our nation. Yet we know the Lord Jesus didn't put us in this particular nation or in a particular town or a particular region or a particular city for us to complain about it. We are to prophesy over our neighborhood, prophesy over our nation, prophesy over our city. Speak the word of God over your neighborhood, over your nation, over your city. Decree and declare that your neighborhood will be a neighborhood of peace. Proclaim it to be so. And God always fulfills his word. He watches over his word to perform it. While the the people of Judah were in exile in Babylon, The prophet Jeremiah spoke these words to the people who were captive. They are in Babylon, but Jeremiah sent a word and it was a word that he received from the Lord concerning them. And it can be found in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 7. And I'm going to read the NIV version of the scripture. And it reads, this is Jeremiah speaking. He says, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. In that scripture, even though the people of Judah, some of them had been taken into captivity to Babylon, a place that they knew nothing about, a place that they were not prepared to enter, yet God sent them into exile, and he sent a word from his prophet for them to pray for the city. He's speaking to us today to pray for the city in which we live. The city that God has placed each one of us in, he's placed us there to fulfill his purpose. We are there to bring forth the kingdom of God in that city, and we bring it about through prayer, through praying through standing in the gap for our cities and for our town and for our nation. That's why God has us there. And the example of Jeremiah, even though Jeremiah had not been taken into captivity, later on he would be because King Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king that took them over to Babylon, he actually went to Judah three times before he took the whole nation to captivity. And Jeremiah had already prophesied that they'd be there for 70 years, but he had not gone over yet. He was in the second campaign when Nebuchadnezzar came in. That's when Jeremiah was taken to Babylon. But the the purpose is for us to learn from this, that regardless of what's happening in our city, what's happening in our town, what's happening in our region, what's happening in our territory. We're there to bring forth the kingdom and to prophesy, to speak the word of God over it. And God will fulfill his word. He always fulfills his word. 
through prayer, which is our continuous communication with God in every situation and in every circumstance, including a concern about the spiritual condition of our nation. Today's episode of A New Creation Podcast is the soul of a nation. Let's take a look at the word soul. I looked it up in Strong's Concordance, and it's under, if you wanted to look it up, it's under the H5315. That's how the Concordance, Strong's Concordance, labels whatever title or subject you're looking for. In this case, it was soul. And the Hebrew, it's a Hebrew word for soul is nefesh. And you spell it N-E-P-H-E-S-H. It's a Hebrew term and it's called nefesh. Nefesh. And it means that which breathes, the breathing substance or being, soul, inner being of man. Another definition for soul is the mind, will, and emotions. So with today's episode, the Holy Spirit is placed on my heart to take a look at the mind, the will, and emotion of our nation at this time. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, and it's in the English Revised Version of of the Scripture, it reads, So also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Talking about the soul of a nation, Nefesh. This scripture teaches that when Adam, the first man that God created, he became, remember the scripture says to us that, that he was, God breathed his breath into him, Ruha, breath of God into him, and man became a living soul. That was the first Adam, but the last Adam, Christ Jesus, he became a life-giving spirit. He's the one that gives us life. He's the one in which in which we live, we have life and life more abundantly through him. Another scripture I'm going to read to you is within the same book and chapter of the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but it's verse 47. And I'm going to read the New Living Translation of New Living Translation of the Scripture. And it reads, Adam The first man was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Talking about the soul of a nation. The contrast between the two. First man, Adam, made from the dust. The Bible teaches us that. From the earth. And it was from the the earth he was made, and to the earth he returned. To the dust he returned. But Christ, the last Adam, it says the second man, but the last Adam, he came from heaven. And it's important for us to to distinguish the difference. What we're looking at in the soul of a nation is what's on the inside of a nation. What can't be seen with the naked eye. It's examining the inward parts of our nation. You've heard me say this before, but the Holy Spirit keeps emphasizing this in in my soul and in my heart for me to share with you so that we would understand the urgency and how compelling it is for us to understand that there is a war of ideology. And when I say ideology, I mean beliefs, ideas. And this war of ideology will determine what our nation will look like within the next five to 10 years. 
and it's being determined right now. And there's no sitting on the sideline being quiet. Your world will be impacted by the outcome of this war. A spirit of deception has been released on our nation and it's causing people to focus on the surface of what's being presented to them by various causes and movements that have an agenda. And rather than examining them for what they truly represent, people are just following these causes. They're following these agendas. And God is warning us to pay attention to what's being presented before us. We have slogans, we have movements, we have sayings. For example, a woman's right to choose. We, we hear about liberalism, conservatism, Black Lives Matter. There are many different movements that are out there, many different slogans, many different organizations that come to lure us in. And we are to be very careful for who and what we follow, very careful of what they represent. First John chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to read the New King James Version of the scripture. It warns, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Did you hear that scripture? We, as followers of Christ, have the Holy Spirit who resides in us. It is the spirit of truth. And therefore, anything that comes before us, whether it is a woman's right to choose, as I said earlier, Black Lives Matter, liberalism, conservatism, elitism. It doesn't matter what it is. We're to test every spirit. And we're not to believe every spirit, but we are to test the spirits, whether they be of God. In other words, we're to examine those spirits closely, examine those causes closely to find out whether they be of the one true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. There are spirits out there that may appear to be one thing, but they're actually another. And when we test the spirits, whether they be of God, it will be the Holy Spirit inside of us that will teach, lead, and guide us into all truth. And we will know the truth. And as Jesus says in John 8, 32, and the truth will set us free. Our foundations, such as the family, our economic system, our educational system, the freedom, the freedoms that we have, will be impacted by what we do or what we fail to do. The Holy Spirit revealed to me a terminology. Sometimes when you're praying and you're seeking the Lord, the Holy Spirit will answer your prayer by putting ideas and thoughts in your mind. Usually that's how God answers a prayer. He will answer you by putting thoughts and ideas in your mind. Well, also, you have to be careful because the enemy also has the ability to put ideas or thoughts in your mind. You start thinking about things that are not relevant or things that are of the wrong nature. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you, you know it is him because he's pointing you to the things of God ultimately and giving you greater clarity on what your question was. And as I was praying, the Holy Spirit revealed to me a term called syncretism is in operation. Let me spell it for you. It's S-Y-N 
C R E T I S M. He said syncretism is an operation. And I looked up that term. What syncretism is, is the putting together or attempting to put together, uniting together of different religions, cultures, and schools of thoughts. In other words, there's a mixture that's going on, the mixing of ideas, the mixing of beliefs. But we know, according to 2 Timothy, Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, and it's the English Standard Version of the scripture, it says, the B clause says, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. In other words, even though things may present itself, mixing things together, mixing maybe Christianity with the belief of, of an Orisha or a God from West African sort of worship, where people worship the ancestors, there is no mixture between Christianity and another belief system when it comes to worship. Those who are followers of Christ, he says clearly in John 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way, Jesus says this, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He is the only way. And so there is the, no mixture. Be very careful when things are being mixed and they come in subtle ways. They may call it spirituality, but you test that spirit, whether it is the Holy Spirit, because there's many false prophets that are going out into the world. And many of, when I speak of a, a false prophet, I'm not necessarily talking about someone who's presenting themselves before a church and it's faulty belief. It's, it is completely opposite to the Bible. I'm not just talking about in those cases. In this case, case, when they said there are many false prophets going out into the world, there are many people who may be under the umbrella of spirituality or syncretism mixing things that are speaking to you, but it's not of God. It is another, in some cases, it is another Jesus. It is another Christ. It is a different God. And so you have to know, as the scripture said, you have to know in whom you believe. And you have to be convinced, as Paul is saying in the scripture, that he, which means the Lord Jesus, is able to guard us until the day that we've been entrusted. It's been entrusted to us by him. Talking about the soul of a nation. There are times when a person can be so perplexed concerning a matter that they need clarity on it. Because we're hearing so many voices now, and we're even sometimes hearing our own voice that speaks to us about so many things, we must know how to get alone and hear God. God instructs us in his word in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8, and it's the new international version of the scripture. I'll read to you. He instructs us. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Did you hear that? Jesus spoke that. What Jesus is saying to us through Matthew is that if you need clarity on anything, ask him. And it is, it is a 
the structure there is ask and continue to ask. Not, not just ask one time. You ask and you continue to ask. You seek and you continue to seek. You knock and you continue to knock. And that's when, when you ask, it'll be given to you. That's when you seek because you're continuously doing it and you'll find it. That's when you knock and the door will be open. And his word assures us here that everyone who asks, and that means you continue to ask, everyone to seek, you'll find it. And everyone to knock, the door will be open. God is inviting us to ask him about anything that we find is perplexing or that we need clarity on. As I mentioned earlier, we know something is amiss. Things are not as they should be. We know this because the Holy Spirit is revealing these things to us. There is such heightened warfare that we're involved in now. One of the major school systems in this nation, Miami-Dade County Schools, actually had a cyber attack on yesterday where they, they could not have access to teaching their children online because there actually was a cyber attack. They don't know the source of it. And it was not able to go through their firewall. It just prevented them from getting online. It couldn't go in and take what they were looking for. But this is a form of war that we're in. We also have, we know about the pandemic. We speak about that often. We know the situation with unemployment. And we also have an economic crisis in that our airlines are announcing some of them major layoffs. The Ford Motor Company, major layoffs for people who are in top management. So there are things that we are to go to the Lord for. And today I want to talk to you about us going to the Lord for things that maybe people don't think about going to the Lord about. God wants us to ask him, seek him, and find him on all matters. And as I've been praying to the Lord and petitioning him, today I want to share with you what I have been speaking to the Lord about. And I've been speaking to the Lord about this for several years now. Talking about the soul of a nation. And it ties into directly a soul of a nation. I've been seeking the Lord about leadership in this nation. Leadership in the body of Christ. Leadership in our government. Because as we learned earlier in Jeremiah 29, 7. If we seek the peace and the welfare of the city, it affects us. Well, it's the same thing with our leaders. We pray for our leaders because the decisions that they make affect us. What I've been sharing, what I'm going to share with you today and what I've been sharing my heart with the Lord about is leadership. And in particular, our president, President Donald Trump, who's our leader, whom God appointed during these times. We're talking about the soul of a nation. When Donald Trump was elected in 2016, I never witnessed such resistance in the Christian community over a, an election or a president. People were angry. They were in disbelief. Some even expressed that they didn't think our nation would survive a Donald Trump presidency. And I always reminded people then as now, the people of God in particular, 
we are commanded to pray for our leaders. We're not to pray for leaders based on their personality or based on whether we voted for them or not. We don't vote on them based on we think if we think they're, they're our allies. We obey the word of God. And in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, in the English Standard Version of the Scripture, it reads, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. So as I was saying, with our president, whomever the president is, we are commanded in scripture to pray for them. As this scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, commands us. And as I was praying, and I've been praying for years concerning Donald Trump because of the response of people in the body of Christ and the nation to his presidency, I wanted to find out from the Lord, why is the response this way? What is going on? What is it that we should do here? The Holy Spirit gave me a word, enigma. And I looked up the word enigma because sometimes that's how God will answer you. He'll give you a word. And when I looked up the word enigma, I looked it up in Merriam-Webster. It says something hard to understand. In this case, someone or something hard to understand or explain. Something which baffles or perplexes. And it was a very appropriate definition of Donald Trump, our president. Now, in some circles, some say that Donald Trump is like a Cyrus king of Persia. Now, Cyrus, king of Persia, was a Persian king who, he was the king that defeated the Babylonian empire, uh, the, the, the people that, the first group that took the people of God into captivity for 70 years under Nebuchadnezzar. That was Babylon. Cyrus, king of Persia, defeated him, Nebuchadnezzar, and the Babylonian empire in 530 BC. And what he did, what Cyrus did was he allowed the Jews to go back and return to Jerusalem to rebuild their temple. And so the similarity there, there are some that are saying that Donald Trump is similar to a Cyrus king of Persia because he has allowed the Jewish people to, to come back, to bring their, bring their embassy back to Jerusalem when it was not there, it was never there before because there was a fear that there would be reprisals from the people around them. But Donald Trump did that and he's also brokered a deal between Israel, and some of the Arab states that's happening now. Also, Donald Trump has been friendly towards the church. He's been very helpful in bringing the cause of persecution of the churches all over the world uh, on the world stage. And when he first was elected, there were some who said that he was, he was in place to give the church a reprieve for a period of time. I'm just sharing you what the Holy Spirit shared with me, that he is an enigma. But what he shared with me was that Donald Trump was more like a Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was the king that brought the children of Israel into Babylon. And he was the one who the Daniel would not eat the food and did, did a fast. He, he was the one that brought them into captivity. and He indoctrinated them into what he wanted them to be, tried to change them into what he wanted them to be, more Babylonian. But it's the personality of Nebuchadnezzar was very similar to Donald Trump's, the way the Holy Spirit shared it to me. It's that Donald Trump is a person who's very 
very much focused on what it is that he wants to do. And what the Holy Spirit said to me is that Donald Trump will do what he said he's going to do. I don't know what the Lord meant by that, but the reason why I'm bringing this up today and it speaks to the soul of a nation is because the soul of the nation oftentimes is, is dictated by leadership. God is calling us to pray for our leaders, pray for President Trump, pray for Vice President Mike Pence, pray for Joe Biden, pray for Kamala Harris, pray for those who are, who are in office and running for office, pray for those who God has placed in leadership. Because the Holy Spirit gave me this scripture, Romans chapter 9, verses 14 through 15, and it's the English Standard Version of the scripture, and it reads, What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. In other words, it's God who decides will be our leaders. Looking at a soul of a nation. If there are any people listening today to this podcast who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know that you raised Jesus from the dead. I know if I ask you to save me that you will. I believe, God, that Jesus sacrificed on Calvary for me. I believe that if I, if I believe in the Lord Jesus, God, that you will save me. And today I ask you to come into my heart so that I will be saved. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for touching my heart and drawing me to you today. Thank you for joining me today for today's A New Creation podcast. And remember, A New Creation podcast exists for you to know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's episode, The Heart of a Nation, is designed for us to take a look at our nation and its heart and to pray for it, to prophesy over it, to pray for our leaders so that our nation will become what God wants it to become and not other forces. Thank you again for joining me, and I hope to see you again next week. Remember, Phyllis is a New Creation Podcast can be found in Google Podcasts. You can search Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, apostrophe S, a new, A-N-E-W, creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N, podcast. I hope you will subscribe. Thank you, and God bless each and every one of you.